Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 13th as we come off a day with no Phillies baseball. Phillies get rained out yesterday in New York. A bummer. You know, it's one of those things we go so long without baseball. As soon as it comes back, any time where it's snatched away from us when we're expecting it is always crushing. But, you know, um, it is what it is. It's what happens, especially in April. We know that in this part of the country, we're going to have some rainouts here and there. And, uh, you know, you deal with such things. You deal with such things. And look, on the other flip side, we get a doubleheader today. We get two seven inning games, albeit. Um, we'll talk about that later. We'll dive into it. Um, but, uh, look, uh, day off, rest the pitcher's arms, all that type of stuff. Uh, and look, it gives us a chance to, to talk a little bit more about some of the things from the weekend that we didn't really dive into here on this show as much as I would have liked having to, you know, talk about three games over the weekend and get into everything that happened so much and then talk about some of the thoughts about the team. There were some, some things that happened in, in Atlanta that we, we talked a bit about, but I think certainly are worthy of a little extra time. We'll take the rain delay time with no game to react to to talk about that. So um, I want to start by going back to the, the bone play at the plate. Obviously I think the most controversial part of the weekend, you know, there were some boneheaded plays. Jose Alvarado's uh, for one, there were some managerial mistakes, uh, which we've talked about and we'll talk more about, but I think, um, in terms of, uh, and, and again, the uh, Acuna thing, which we'll talk more about. But I think certainly uh, from a national perspective and, and, and certainly in terms of the Phillies themselves, the most consequential thing was the bone play at the plate. And, you know, look, there's been a, a lot of uh, anger being spouted over the uh, replay review officials to uh, decision to not overturn the call. And look, I think... Um, I certainly, in all honesty, didn't think he touched the plate. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see him touch the plate. Uh, there was no view provided that looked like he did touch the plate. So, I understand the anger. I understand the outrage. I understand why there is a um, certainly break. Look, if it, if it was the other way around, and and it's Ronald Acuna sliding into home plate there, and the the game situation is reversed. You know we're we're furious. We are. We know we will be. And and something like that will happen, and we'll be furious about it. And and we'll be right to be furious about it. Now, the flip side, and where I think you can make an argument, is that 
whether you like the rule or not, the rule of replay is that they have to find conclusive evidence to overturn it. And, and while you don't see an angle of him touching the plate, uh, you know, it didn't seem, first of all, we only saw two angles the whole time and, and only saw the better overhead angle at the end one time, it looked like. Um, but um, it definitely, you could argue that there was not conclusive evidence he didn't. Like, certainly that... Um, the top of his shoe didn't graze home plate or, uh, uh, I mean, and I know, I know we're getting nitpicky here, but a shoelace didn't touch home plate. I don't know. I don't think you can say that for sure necessarily from the replay. So, um, I understand both sides of this. I understand the, the people who are furious about it and, you know, mostly Braves fans, but look, there are national people, Buster Olney. Seemed really upset saying baseball to say they made a mistake and all that. And um, I understand not to that level of outrage, I think, uh, take it a little far. But I, I get being annoyed or upset with that if you're a Braves fan or a Braves player or whatever. But again, I also understand the the rule of, of law, as it were, in this case, the, the law of instant replay, maybe a a little formal there. But nonetheless, it's, you know, what we'll go with um, by the, the rule of law of instant replay. Um, I can see why they didn't overturn it. Um, look, I think the the bigger issue that this brings up, and, and look, it comes up a lot in these types of situations, particularly when a lot of people feel that, that instant replay isn't even getting it right, uh, you know, um, is the question of, of the the value of instant replay itself, particularly in a game like baseball. You know, um, a game like football with a lot of those bang-bang plays and the speed at which the game is played and the um, frequency with which calls seem to be missed, uh, I can understand the want for it there. And look, I, I'll wholeheartedly admit that I have uh, wavered on this topic and I have for a long time, really been a, a get the call right guy that the most important thing is getting the call right. And if that means instant replay, that means instant replay. Um, but I mean, then you run in these types of situations where it does feel like, you know, it's certainly possible that they got the call wrong, even with instant replay. And we've certainly seen other situations where it was very clear that the call was wrong and the instant replay didn't overturn it. That, that raises the question, then why are we doing it, right? I mean, if, if the whole point, at least for people like me, and I think a lot of people who, who have or do support instant replay, have supported or do support instant replay, I think a lot of the, the reasoning for supporting it is the idea that you want it to be right. You know, these are high-level, high competitive games that you want it to be fair and you want it to be judged accurately. And I think that that's the, the, the positive that in some replay brings obviously, but in a sport like baseball where yes, look, we, we see it. There are situations where, and I think we see it mostly with plays at, um, you know, first base or, or, you know, play where it's a, a bang, bang play and the ump gets it wrong and we know it gets overturned and it's pretty easy and it works pretty efficiently and all that. And there is some value in that and all that. But in a game like baseball where, you know, football games are, are first and foremost once a week, right? You know, they're, they're 17 times coming up this year, 16 prior to that. Um, whereas baseball is 162 a year. It's a, it's a grind. It's a, uh, asking an audience to come and, and watch your game 162 times a year is, is a big ask, you know? And, 
And then when these games are as long as they are, and I, look, I'm I'm someone who uh, you know generally believes either you love baseball or you don't, and the length of the game shouldn't have that much of an impact on it. But I, I do acknowledge that that it is better for the sport if they can tighten some of the stuff up, and particularly the stuff that is not entertaining, like the pitching changes or you know the um, this type of thing, watching a replay or whatever, and. Um, for the amount of times we see these these replay officials or whoever these umpires are not want to go against the, the calls on the field that maybe they should or just the general stoppages that we have to the game and the idea of kind of taking out some of the spontaneity of the sport. I certainly know that's, you know, I, I think anyone who watches football knows that's an issue where you know, if you uh, if you see a, a great play, a touchdown, wherever you have to like, kind of stop and wait and be like, wait, is there did something not not work right? Is there going to be a uh, a replay challenge? Is there this, you know, you're always you're unsure. Flags or flag, all that type of stuff. Where um, I think for baseball, you know, it is a sport with the the when something happens, it happens. Like there's no replay review on a home run, right? I mean, there's no replay review on a double of the gap, like all that type of stuff where. Um, it's really those bang bang plays and and these types of situations, um, the tags and stuff, and and it's a question of is it worth it? You know, is it worth it for the delay in the game for the you know few amount of times where it really makes a, a massive difference? I don't know. I think it's a pretty interesting philosophical question about about watching the sport and how we uh, consume the sport and what what we want out of the sport. Um, and I think the bone play a, a perfect example of it. I mean, look, this uh, looking at it from our perspective as Phillies fans, again, I, I was saying, you know, I can understand a Braves fan being annoyed with it or whatever. But f- from our perspective, um, the idea that, you know, not only obviously we're happy the call went the way it did, but but we'd be much happier if there weren't any replay and he just scored and there was no question about it. And you just kind of move forward and like people could look at the replay and say, hey, touch bait, not sure. Well, it's baseball. Um, then this whole thing about like, oh, if Major League Baseball has to come out and say what a mistake they made. And, um, you know, it's still horrible for the Drew Smiley saying it's embarrassing that the replay is, we use replay and it's still doing it right. Oh, it's like enough, you know? So um, I don't know. Uh, again, I, I vacillate on, on where I stand on this issue, but ultimately I do think it is, um, comes into focus, squarely into focus when, when things like this happen. And uh, a perfect example of it. And ultimately, look, uh, Phillies won the game. This will be a footnote in the season. Ultimately, it will be wild. If, let's say the Phillies beat the Braves by one game in the NL East or something. That would be pretty wild because then you look back at it and you're like, oh, oh buddy. Even then, it would have been a tie game. You know, the Braves still would have had to win the game. Hector was mowed him down in the ninth. You know, the Phillies would have top of the order coming up. So, whatever. But um, ultimately, I think it does raise that that interesting kind of bigger philosophical question. All right, another thing I want to get into a little bit more. We talked a little bit about it. Um, but talked about it on the WIP Midday Show yesterday, um, mostly in response because uh, of Jody Camera having a pretty strong take against uh, Acuna. And what we talked about a little bit yesterday on, on Friday night when he hit the uh, two-run shot off Wheeler, the tank shot to center field, and you know, kind of stood and watched a little bit and did his little skip jump thing and um, was exuberant. And look, you know, if you've listened to anything I've ever done this show in the past, uh, you know, any of the other stuff I talk about, you know that I'm a big proponent of letting the kids play and letting guys celebrate. And if you don't want someone to celebrate a home run, then don't throw a pitch that he can hit a mammoth home run off of and all that type of stuff. Um, So you know where I come down. Um, But I do think that uh, it does kind of 
raise into question, you know, kind of what you want from the sport in, in a lot of ways, because, um, you know, Joe's whole thing was, was talking about how this was an opportunity for the Phillies to come together and rally around Zach Wheeler and, and Acuna showed Wheeler up and you got to have your, your teammates back. And I think first and foremost, I think what Acuna did was so mild and, and innocuous um, that, you know, I don't think that, that it's the right situation. If, if Acuna had like, you know, stared Wheeler down and, you know, mocked him in some way sure i get it that's a different story but that didn't happen he just what he had a tank shot and he watched it a little bit and you know that's got to be okay we can't you gotta let these players play the game and have fun this is a, a baseball is a as any of these uh, you know high level athletic sports are, are highly competitive highly emotional highly um testosterone driven and all that and and when you succeed i mean think like you're you're uh, hitting a 98 mile per hour fastball 450 feet like how could you not show some excitement in that moment what are you a robot i mean you know i get it look i i love the adage of you know put your head down and act like you've been there before when you hit a tank shot put your head down and run around the bases and that's as as cool as as flipping the matter but i'm not gonna blame people for for being exuberant and having fun again while they're playing a game Right, I mean, this, baseball's a game at its at its core. You know, yes, it is competitive, and yes, we really live and die with these wins and losses with our team, metaphorically speaking, of course. Um, but it's a game, and it's supposed to be fun. And when guys are having fun playing it, I th- I think that ultimately, on on average, that's good for the sport. You know, it's the kind of thing where it's it's it should be fun to watch because it. These guys should be having fun because they're playing a game. They're grown-ups out there playing a game for our enjoyment, and that should be fun. And, um, you know, again, I, I am not someone who is, like, super against the unwritten rules or, like, who's, like, never, you know. I understand the way baseball works. I love baseball my whole life. It's my favorite sport. Like, I have that stuff built into me, too. I'm 39 years old. I grew up with all that stuff, too, the unwritten rules and plunking a guy and all that stuff, and I don't. I'm not saying that, that all that stuff doesn't matter. I do think there's a place in the game for that type of stuff, but uh, not this, not because someone celebrates because they beat you at the game. Like if one of their pitchers, it, let's say here's where you retaliate. You retaliate when if Zach Wheeler, because Ronald Acuna, you know, stared at a home run and, and whatever, if Zach Wheeler then decided to hit Acuna or hit Ozzy Alves, whoever's up next, then I would be like, all right, then you got to throw it their guy because that's clearly he is retaliating for someone just beating him. Like not a, a, a physical act, not like protecting a teammate. Like if you want to protect your teammate, I get it. That's part of the game. I'm not saying I, I would never endorse throwing at anyone ever. Those guys throw way too hard and all that stuff. But if you, know, you want to hit someone in the ribs or in the butt or whatever because the other guy hit your teammate on purpose, I get it, all right? That's part of the deal. But this isn't. Not when you get beat. Make a better pitch. You know, like, don't don't just go and retaliate because he, he celebrated a bit. I mean, again, like, pitchers do K-struts. Pitchers are allowed to, like, pump their fists coming off the mound at the end of an inning or whatever. Like, what's the difference? How is that any different? I never understood that. The people are like, don't baffle it, don't show it. Like, how is that any different when a pitcher strikes a guy out at the end of an inning and, like, does, like, a hardcore pump, you know, fist pump and hops off the mound and, like, how's that different? Same thing. You're 
playing a sport. It's competitive. They're having fun. Let them live. Let them have fun. So that's my my thoughts on that, my strong thoughts on that. And look, I I know, like, Zach Wheeler didn't sound happy after the game when he was asked, but I think he didn't sound happy because he gave up the tank shot. Next time, don't give up the tank shot. That's really what it comes down to for me. I, I just, on a super basic level, I... I I think these guys should be allowed to have fun, ha- allowed to have fun playing this game. And if having fun is is being exuberant and celebrating when you, good things happen, that's cool, man. As long as you're not being a jerk about it, as long as they're not doing it like literally like in the person's face, like whatever, get over it, move on. All right, one other thing I want to get to, and we're going to look ahead to the doubleheader today and the, the rest of this Mets series provided things happen. There's a lot of weather issues up there for the next few days. We'll see, hopefully. We get it all in as we want our, our Mets baseball. Obviously, maybe Thursday when DeGrom scheduled a pitch. Eh, if that one doesn't happen, it could be worse. Um, but uh, ultimately, uh, two today, we'll get to that. But I, I quickly wanted to touch on that. Uh, and I mentioned it quickly yesterday, but um, the Girardi thing. Because Joe, funny enough, Joe DeCamera, like I was just talking about, was was upset with Girardi's performance from this weekend because of that Acuna thing. Because he didn't tell them to throw at them. He didn't rally the team around Wheeler and defend his guy. And, and I disagree with all that, as you just talked about. But I actually thought Girardi just had a bad weekend in general for other reasons. Baseball weekend. You know, we talked a little bit yesterday, but the, um, you know, the second mound visit, forcing Wheeler to come out of the game on the 2-0 count, like... Look, I know the rules have changed over the last few years about the mound visits, and it's, you know, not as cut and dry as it used to be and all that, but, man, um, you can't make that mistake if you're Joe Girardi. You know, you can't. You can't make that mistake. You're you're a, a, a veteran manager. Um, it was a mistake. And, look, it's a brain fart. It happens. I'm not going to kill him. I, again, I said it yesterday, and it is true. If it was Gabe Kapler, people would be – you know, tearing him apart for a long time. Like, this was not somewhere where it just, like, go away. It would be like, for a while, people would be ripping Gabe Kapler for that. Um, Remember that time Gabe Kapler did that? Like, you would hear that. But regardless, um, you know, it was a mistake from Girardi. And I just think tactically uh, he's made some mistakes. I didn't like that he didn't come down harder on the Alvarado thing. That was dumb baseball. It was bad baseball. You can't make those kinds of mistakes. You can't make those kinds of brain farts. Um and not, you know, get called out for it. And, and there'd be some sort of, you know, verbal repercussions, so to speak. And maybe Girardi did it behind closed doors. And I'm sure he did something. But um, it did just feel like he kind of shirked anyone having any responsibility on that play. And it was a total, total, total boneheaded play. Um, and look, this is all, I, I, you know, I don't think a manager has that much of an impact on a baseball team. I don't, you know, it's a, a few wins here or there, two, three, four, maybe, whatever. Um, I, you know, I, I think a bad manager can hurt a team for sure, um, for sure, especially guys who are bad managing bullpens and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and I don't think Troy's a bad manager. I think he's a good manager. I do. Um, so, and again, I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think he's he's losing them games right now. Um but I do think tactically he's definitely had, you know, some question marks with, with some of the decisions he's made. And look, I do think ultimately in a, in a separate vein, I think that if we're talking about what's the most important thing a manager could do in baseball, it's I think really bringing guys together and the culture that he creates and the, the way they work and the mentality they have. And, um, you know, 162 games is a grind. It's a every day, every night. You know, today they're playing too, you know, and then they're back at it tomorrow. And it's just what it is. It's... um. To grind, and I think uh, a manager's job is really 
our biggest job in baseball is, is keeping a clubhouse and, and a um, attitude and a, a mindset there where these guys are invested that whole time and, and are able to come to the park every day and give it their all and are able to um, feel like they get rest at the right time, feel like they continue to, you know, knowing the guys, knowing when you need to rest guys for their own sake, all these types of things. It's, it's more about knowing the guys and knowing what they need and how to foster a culture that allows them to be at their best over what again is is a grind is a is a not easy a, a, a 162 game season is not easy on these players it is a, a a real a real tough task and it it is um it's tough to to show up every single day over that time so and i do think that's where a manager and really great managers can separate and create these types of things and really um so i i think Point being, um, I think it's far too early to really um, rib Girardi for anything substantial. Um, but I definitely have, have, you know, he's had some moments. He's had some moments where he's made some some decisions that I've, I've disagreed with. I mean, look, part of it's the roster too. You know, we talked about it, but you know, what's he supposed to do in center field? You know, it's hard to blame him with those guys. I mean, what's the options? And you know, when he needs a right-handed bat off the bench, and it's got to be Roman Coyne, Andrew Knapp, or um, Ronald Torres. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do either. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do either. So I, I don't, I don't totally blame him. Is my point for for some of these decisions and some of these things he's he's done. But I definitely think, as we've talked about uh, over the course of these games, there are certain things where you can say, "Oh, no, Girardi, Girardi did a bad job there. Girardi could have done a better job." Um, all right. Um, oh, quickly, one last thing before we look at. It. I, I didn't shout it out quite enough, but I just want to mention the um. I know it's got national attention, but but I just I love that that thing with the Phillies fan, the the kid who got the Freddie Freeman home run ball and gave it to the Braves fan in the Freeman jersey. I just and it's getting the attention it deserves and it's getting the love it deserves. But it just I, I, Philly fans get so much crap. We all know it nationally so much. Like we're the the worst fans in the world and all that. And we all know that we're not. We all know that we're great fans and we care and we're passionate and that you know the the stupid things that happen are blown way out of proportion to to further this narrative that's just not true but um i do love those opportunities where where philly fans do show on a national stage how great we are and and um you know shine a light on the the good things and and that kid and his dad definitely did that and that's um that's awesome it's commendable and it was really cool to see and it, look as a kid i think about the toughest to give a home, away a home run ball i've been, i'm 39 i've been going to baseball games my whole life and so many of them and i've never caught a foul ball never caught a home run ball like you know i would treasure one if i got it and uh, to give it up in that spot especially another kid i just thought that was a really awesome awesome thing to see so um shout out to that kid shout out to his dad for raising a great kid and uh um, really just, again, awesome stuff. It was really, really cool to see. All right, uh, looking ahead to today, double header action, a uh, uh, back-to-backer, 4-10 start for the first one, 7-10 theoretically for the second, seven innings, which I'm fine with. Uh, you know, I hated it heading into last year, and it proved to be um, fine. You know, it didn't feel um, that crazy, and, and look, it's a long day of baseball, and um, so I, I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, game one, Chase Anderson against Taiwan Walker. Um, I like Taiwan Walker. He's super talented. We'll see. Uh, first start of the season for the Mets. Um, uh, excuse me. Second start of the season, uh, for Walker as, uh, uh, had a decent start in his first start, six innings, two earned, four hits, four, uh, four strikeouts, two walks. Um, 
Going up against Anderson, we know five innings, two runs in his first start. And then game two, the big one, Aaron Nola against Marcus Stroman. Stroman uh, weren't sure if he was going to be able to pitch this series as he threw the, like, seven pitches or nine pitches, whatever it was, in Miami before they, they canceled that game after. And he was, you know, talked about how annoyed he was with it or whatever. But ultimately uh, said he feels good to go. So uh, Stroman it is, which is a shame. Look, Stroman, uh, you know, started the the game the Phillies uh, lost to the Mets last one and, and pitched really well. So um, we'll see. Luckily, he's going up against Nola. Hopefully we get a better Nola performance than last time, the four-inning start last time, even though they won. You know, just win. Just win, baby. That's all we need. So, uh, But a big one. Look, 2-1 uh, uh, and one today against uh, a team you need to win some games. Coming off losing 2-3 or three to the Braves, it would be nice to see the Phillies take at least one today. And obviously, if they could sweep a doubleheader, that would be massive but but let's take at least one today and uh and we'll feel good so um either way we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow and to look ahead to wednesday's game and uh everything else as well of course so until then thank you for listening to another edition of phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law